Welcome to the One Degree Shift Podcast, where we learn the little changes that future-proof some of our favorite companies and teams. Here's your host, Eric Termundi. Marta Condren, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift Podcast. How are you? Hi, Eric. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me and for inviting me to your show. Look, I was um, perusing through my contact list and I came across your TEDx talk and I just love the idea of the community playbook. So can you tell me three things? Number one, what you're doing for work right now. Number two, what excites you about the work? And number three, how that TED talk came to be and what you think is most important about it? I'm uh, right now serving as a head of people and culture in a company called Mind Valley. And uh, what we do, we basically change the way people learn and what they learn most importantly. We say that uh, universities and school don't teach us how to be, uh, how to live a bit better and fulfilled life in all aspects of it. So Mind Valley tries to fill this gap. And mm-hmm. in my role in the organization is uh, everything related to the people we hire in in fact, we are 60 nationalities in the office wow. in Kuala Lumpur right now. Very diverse, very unique uh, workforce. And uh, we are very proud of our culture. The culture, we won multiple awards, but it's not the awards. It's how we uh, make uh, the team feel, how much freedom and responsibility they get, and uh, how valued they are as a team members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my role is within uh, um, helping and crafting the culture as well as all the people practices and scaling and growing organization into a healthy organization. And the TED Talk around the community playbook? Yeah. The TED Talk was last year when I was preparing and giving it. And it's essentially about how can you create communities no matter what and how communities actually impact your health, your well-being, and uh, most importantly, how can we create communities in our workplaces? So I was very lucky to talk about it. That sounds like a perfect place to start because Mind Valley, of course, sounds like an incredible company from everything that I know about it. Can you tell me about what makes Mind Valley so unique from an employee standpoint and how you've been able to create that sense of community? So Mindvalley started very small and uh, started in the uh, in Kuala Lumpur, the city that was very well known for its brain drain. Mm. And in fact, people here they all dream about moving to Canada and to the U.S. You know, so it's it's like it's like this here. So we were thinking, and at that time it was only our CEO was thinking, how can he create a really great workplace so people stop leaving the country and mm-hmm. also bring the talent from. Uh, countries like U.S. and Canada who could work here. Mm. And, um, and this mind shift really helped us to bring the talent and to build a great workplace emphasizing on the culture. And by culture, of course, we mean the perks that we have and the beautiful office space, but it's beyond that. Uh, the very first predominant factor of how we shape our culture is that if you join the company, we say you will your life will be elevated like... The next time so it's starting from the physical to health to 
mental and emotional well-being. And it's truly many of our employees really go through their transformation in the area where they want to be. And for that mm-hmm. reason, when, when newbies join a Mind Valley, they uh, do this workshop called Live Book for four days. Uh, they mm-hmm. go to the retreat off-site and they plan their life in three in 12 categories. And I don't know any company that's doing that. It's not a career or professional planning only. It's all your different categories of your life, your relationship, your like dreams about parenthood, uh, physical, health, emotional, spiritual. And this sets the foundation of how they will grow personally while in Mind Valley and and beyond Mind Valley as well. A question for you then: How does, from a business standpoint, how does creating a sense of community and helping people outside of work? How does that help with the bottom line, or how does it help with productivity or engagement when people are at work? Mm-hmm. Uh, well. We all know that uh, there is like a big war for talent. And it's not just a catchphrase, you know, to call, like to say this word, but that's, that's uh, true. I was uh, last year at the conference in Amsterdam. It's the biggest HR conference. And there was this man who was uh, um, sharing the, the latest trend. And he was saying that at some point in US, we will reach the stage where there are more freelancers than full-time employees. And right now, there are more job opportunities outside rather than the talent. It's a fact. It's the stats. So we all know that. So how do workplaces should compete if we can use this word, though I don't like it, uh, for the talent, they need to create the places where people, of course, grow and contribute to the business and the business grows, but also where people grow personally and are also part of a community and creating something outside of their job description. So we strongly believe about it in Mind Valley. That's why uh, we promote multiple careers. People talk freely about their side projects, side hustles. Many times we even would support them as well. So I believe through this different areas, we can actually retain talent and uh, you know, grow the team. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more then about what life is like? What does a day in the life of an employee at Mind Valley look like? Because it's what it sounds like to me is you're creating an organization or a company of what many traditional organizations would say the future. So if we can take a look behind the curtain at Mind Valley, what does the day to day look like? Does it look like people are are they still working eight hours a day? Are they at a desk? Is it remote and flexible? What does that side hustle integration look like? And how, how are people living their lives as a result of an opportunity that they've been given at Mind Valley? Mm-hmm. So uh, you're right. We we practice a lot of freedom and flexibility. So people are free to work from whenever they want. They have a desk in the office, just to be very sure. And mm-hmm. we do have eight hours work work day, but predominantly it doesn't matter when do you start and when do you complete the work. And we don't also track how many hours per day you were working. So we don't have clock in and clock out um, mm-hmm. devices, and uh, people are free to you know to build their work schedule that is effective for the job role is very well communicated with the team and the team knows what is the schedule and when to expect and they attend the the meetings can Mm -hmm. be online can be offline we are we are run 
I would say, as a good, uh, well-run machine. But mm-hmm. we try to uh, to instill as much freedom and flexibility as possible. Uh, our also team uh, members, uh, because we come from so many countries, including myself, I just uh, came back from Ukraine where I was working for six weeks remotely. So we mm-hmm. do allow that extensive remote working hours because our business allows doing that. And um, don't get me wrong, I understand some businesses might not be able to do that. But mm-hmm. still, within even your industry context, uh, you are free to, you know, everyone can, can organize the work hours in a way where there is more responsibility and self-approach to how to structure the hours. We also have meditation rooms in the office of people mm-hmm. meditate, people take naps, uh, healthy lunches in the kitchen. It looks like a regular office on the outside, but inside you will see a lot of support and community as well as freedom. So let's let's talk about that because I, I, I could see a lot of people listening right now and thinking, no time clock, results based, no fixed hours. How mm. does that possibly work? So I guess the question then for you is how do you proactively build this sense of trust when people might not know what it is they're signing up for or Mind Mind Valley might not know exactly who it is walking in the door? Yeah, that's a very good question and very important. We we put a lot of emphasis on bringing the right people, and not and that's why not everyone can make it uh, mm-hmm. to mind right? So the hiring process really needs to be very tight in a way, like you know, like it's, it's a door that you need to control the, to mm-hmm. make sure the bar is really high. But also before that, whenever you advertise yourself as a, as an employer, you need to be very clear what to expect. And our careers page, ninety percent tries to persuade that it's mind value is up for everyone you know and mm-hmm. we do have cases where um this much for, uh, flexibility and freedom might be too much for some people especially if they come from structured workplaces or it takes a bit of time for them to adjust mm-hmm. but yeah so so hiring the right workforce is very important and being very clear what who are you as an employer uh, mm-hmm. Not only your mission, but your rules and uh, how are you achieving the goals is very important. Can you tell me a little bit more specifically about the recruiting process and how it might differ at Mind Valley from, let's just say, a more traditional recruiting process? First of all, we don't believe in the traditional resumes only as a way to applying and instead of receiving 1000 CVs we would prefer <laughs> 20 good quality video cover letters so if you mm-hmm. go on YouTube and you type Mind Valley video cover letter you will see a lot of video applications people mm-hmm. talking about them and in this video cover letter we mostly ask just two questions what is your personal mission and how it is aligned with mind Valley's mission mm-hmm. and why do you believe in personal growth we are in the industry in personal growth and we want people who are practicing that mm-hmm. as well yeah so so this is a very good tool not only to find the right people but also simplify in a way your recruitment process where you don't have to go through cvs of people who are essentially just sending cvs to different uh, employers mm-hmm. yeah, yeah very interesting and then from mind valley's side then how does mind valley yeah. get that information out so that it knows so that you know that the right people are going to be attracted to what the experience is going to be. So I guess the question reframed is how does Mind Valley proactively articulate the experience 
for a prospective employee before they sign up or before they send mm -hmm. that video cover letter in? As I mentioned, you, you need to really invest in your careers page to make sure that mm -hmm. it's like, it's very well written copy. There is sort of culture manifesto or whatever you have as an organization, very well mm -hmm. optimized partner with different organizations that you think, for example, the young talent can be that could fit you for Mind Valley. That's uh, the biggest uh, junior talent sourcing is this global organization called Isaac, where 80% of us mm -hmm. uh, graduated from and mm -hmm. that's the right young pool that we are looking at of course we also advertise in different job portals that we find match our values and how mm -hmm. uh what kind of people they they bring on uh, we also recruit a lot from our events and our customers base and around 20 percent of our employees were at some point our customers Wow. Okay. Uh, but but it's not the biggest. So you need to be very careful, you know, of only hiring your customers. <laughs> of course, and, of course. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's pretty much it. With that said, then, if if I were listening on the other end of this podcast, and I've got mm -hmm. a team of a team of people, or I'm looking to attract or or keep of that prospective employee, what is the one thing that you think I should add to my career page that's probably not already there? I would say your uh, spelled out culture, we call it manifesto, um, mm -hmm. you know, like where you really dive deep into why your culture exists, why should I as a person join you and, um, you know, and warn me, is it for me or not for me? So I should be very clear when I mm -hmm. land in your careers page and clear, I mean, being very honest you know, and not to have like many job, many job careers pages have this like, you know, like very standard short phrases that don't say anything. So as detailed as possible would be of great help. Mm -hmm. So can you maybe just walk us through? I mean, I, I, I'm sure some people are looking up that manifesto now. Can you talk a little bit more about what that manifesto would include? Mm -hmm. Very first important uh, part is why does your company exist mm -hmm. and um and that's predominantly your mission i strongly believe people want to join companies that do good no matter of the generation and they want to see okay where do i what do i want to how do i want to change the world and does this company help me to do that and I, by this, I also mean not only on your career space, you need to do this reinforcements throughout mm -hmm. their career inside your company. So you need to have practices in, as a company to reinforce that, that, those reminders. So we talked about the mission. The second part is, is going to be what is the culture like? And I feel we surpassed that stage where we talked about beanbags and free snacks and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and teamwork in the office. You really need to talk about, okay, how do you make decisions uh, in this company? Uh, what are your values that have really um, lived every day? You know, not those that are on the wall, but those that, how people behave in this company. How do you reach results? Are you... Um, family driven or teamwork or team competition driven company, things like this. Mm -hmm. We also implemented testimonials of some of our good people, people that are high performers. So I would advise adding those as well and ways to connect with these people if possible, if, if uh, your company policy allows. Yeah, this would be like three biggest part to me that are most important. Mm -hmm. 
So as a final question, then, as we start to wrap up, what, what, what if our culture is not where we want it to be yet? And the manifesto that we might develop is more aspirational than it is realistic. What are your suggestions for sort of closing that gap and being true and transparent about what's happening, but still wanting to be aspirational and attract the people that our company or that our team is becoming? I guess it depends on the CEO and how how they want, uh, you know, like to to organize it. It's very hard to answer this question, to be very mm-hmm. honest. But I would recommend first to start with realistic, you know, and be very mm-hmm. real with you with yourself and your team, and then perhaps uh, you know, like step away a little bit and as a visionary, you know, paint that picture and uh, perhaps hire a copywriter who could also write it very well, like we do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, Marta, this has been uh, fantastic. Is there anything else that you want to share with us before I let you go? If I were to say a few final words, I mentioned that, you know, like every person, no matter of the generation, wants to to do good and they want to work in companies that do good. So Mm -hmm. I believe that it's in our power as HR managers, founders, CEOs to do good through our companies. And as long as you have this um, mission and you believe in it and you are able to translate it to your team and really care for your team, you can change this world. And I strongly believe that we are change makers through our companies. Fantastic, Marta. What a great line to close on. Listen, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much, Eric. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. For more podcasts, show notes, and to connect with our speaker today, visit erictermundi.com. That's E-R-I-C-T-E-R-M-U-E-N-D-E.com. And click the podcast tab. Thanks for listening.